Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 120. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today I'm very excited to introduce a very special guest, Lance Miller. Lance, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm always buckled up and ready for a fun ride. (laughs) Awesome. Great to have you here. Lance Miller is co-owner of Carlisle Events, one of the first companies in the United States organized specifically to conduct and promote events for the collector car and truck hobby. It was started in 1974 by Chip Miller, Lance's late father. The event has grown from being a swap meet to 13 automotive events and four collector car auctions every year. After running his own successful company, Lance returned to help Carlisle Events along with his business partner, Bill Miller Jr. In addition to his role at Carlisle Events, Lance serves as president of the Chip Miller Charitable Foundation, which his mother Judy founded. Lance has won various racing series and continues to race when his time permits, and his collection of cars includes many Corvettes, and he's an avid surfer and travels around the world to catch a wave when he can. As his father often said, life is good. So Lance, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you please take some time and share with us some more about your history, your career, your interests, and of course your passion for automobiles? Sure, I'd be happy to do so. I don't want to bore you here, but nevertheless, (laughs) uh, you know, I think every car guy kind of starts off with matchbox cars. I mean, that's pretty much where it all began for me. Yep. I always loved matchbox cars. Then it rolled into model cars. Then RC cars. I figured out you could play with them, get them to go. <laughs> uh, then dirt bikes, go-karts, and so forth. And then all of a sudden, I figured out real cars. I'll tell you what. I always knew about cars just because of the fact as soon as I popped out, literally, that day, my dad was painting the bottom of our pool with a Corvette logo, just to give you an idea. <laughs> oh, my how, gosh. Exactly. Hard, hardcore automotive enthusiast my father was. And uh, certainly my mom wasn't too far behind. She she loved it and has a, a true passion for it as well. But my dad was always over the top. Unfortunately, in 2004, he passed away. My father, Chip Miller, was my best friend, mentor, just all around great guy. And uh, I'll tell you what, he did anything that I loved any type of passion, anything that I wanted to try, he would always be much more 
you know, 100% behind me in any capacity, oh, um, which was just nice. And I didn't realize, you know, n- not every kid had that. Yeah. And I started to learn it, you know, the older I got. So on that note, he, he ended up getting kicked out of a car show in 1974. And it was Hershey. It was a big automotive event. Yeah. And at that time, you know, he couldn't figure out why the heck they were getting kicked out, but it was too new of a car. So keep in mind, I think it was 73, 74 time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a 54 Corvette, and he was trying to sell it there. And Hershey felt the car was too new, asked him to leave. So they decided to leave. He and his good friend, Bill Miller, leave, and they're sitting there talking on the way home. And they said, you know what? Why don't we start up our own company and just we'll do our own car shows? That'll be fun, and we'll allow everybody to come in. We'll wow. just have a good time with it. Yeah. So. Essentially, it all came from getting kicked out of Hershey. You know, that's why Carlisle Events is what it is today. Oh, my gosh. So I'm thankful they got booted out. You yeah. know, it sounds like he was a rebel guy, but nevertheless, uh, they were just out to have a good time. Yeah. And uh, the neat thing for me is I literally grew up within that business. And when I was a boy, you know, I, I, I was just like any other boy. You know, my dad's telling me to do certain things and I'm kicking back saying, you know, hey, I don't want to do that. You know, you own the business. Why can't I, you know, move up a couple levels? Mm-hmm. I think not because I'm spoiled, just because of the fact, you know, that's the way you think when you're a kid. Sure. But uh, again, as I got older, I realized my dad was just simply teaching me lessons. I mean, truly, he taught me from the ground floor up. In fact, I mean, I, I did the trash. I literally cleaned the trash up, you know, weed whack, mowed the lawn, cleaned the floors, literally did it all. I mean, I hammered in discs. We have 8,100 discs throughout the fairgrounds. That's spaces for each vendor, car corral, uh-huh. and so forth. And uh, I used to hammer in plates and put numbers on them. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and then I did gate. I drove a tram. I mean, I could go on and on and on and bore you even more. But nevertheless, it, I was fortunate to be able to do it. And now in the position that I'm at, I'm able to oversee everything, and really, it gave me, it was so eye-opening. You know, at the time that I did it, I didn't know that, but uh, nevertheless, now I do. Yeah. I 100% respect each and every employee because I've been through it. I understand it, and I couldn't understand it when I was a kid. I couldn't figure out, you know, when I did trash, I couldn't stand doing that. In fact, I remember picking up this big bag that weighed more than I did. <laughs> there was a table of people watching me try and lift this thing. So I'm shaking, and they're just looking at me like, oh, this poor kid. And I get it up and out of the the, uh, garbage can, and sure enough, this darn thing... Tears open. Explodes. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, I had grease all over me. It was so embarrassing. All I did was clean it up, put it back in, but I thought to myself, why don't these people get paid a heck of a lot more? Yeah, Uh, It's it's a lot of work, a lot of hard work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was so thankful that I did each and every position there. Again, it, it, it just gave me a whole new respect, and I'm, I'm thankful that he did what he did. Oh, yeah, wonderful lessons in life. And maybe you could let our listeners know a little bit about what you're doing there at Carlisle as far as the events that you guys hold and, and what Carlisle Events is all about. Sure. We do 13 events a year, and they're not all at Carlisle. We do majority of our shows in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, However, we branched out. We have two events down in Zephyr Hills, Florida. What they exist of is simply our bigger shows, spring and fall, and also Zephyr Hill events. They're pretty much a mix of everything. I mean, literally, if you want to come there and build a car, it's the place to come and find the parts. You could build a car. 
If you want the memorabilia for that particular car, you'll find it at Carlisle. If you want to buy a car straight up, we have a car corral. Uh, we have auctions, which obviously you're able to go and bid on cars. Then at that point, we decided to branch out even more so. We figured out, you know what? My dad had a, a sheer passion for Corvette. So they decided, let's branch off in 1984 and let's start up a Corvette show. And let's see how it goes. Sure enough, I mean, after three years, this thing just blossomed to no end, uh, becoming one of the largest Corvette shows in the world today. Mm -hmm. Fortunately for me, the apple didn't fall too far from the tree. I love Corvettes too. So <laughs> now I manage that particular show due to my father's passing in 04. I'll tell you what, I just absolutely love it. I love our business model. It's all about having fun, bringing people together that are like-minded, and uh, just enjoy it, you know? Sit back if you want to sit next to your car, shop for car parts if you want to shop for car parts, look for a car, whatever it might be. Of course, we add our entertainment as well, so that kind of allows a totally different level of you being able to just kind of have fun and figure out different alternatives, Mm -hmm. It's not all about cars. A lot of it's about the people. And uh, certainly that's what our business model exists from. So oh. we're, we're thankful for that. And yeah. we just went on and on. We have truck shows. We have Chrysler shows and so forth. Wow. Well, amazing events. I've known about your events for years and years and seen them from afar. I'm out here on the West Coast and I've not gotten back to any of them, but I've got to add those to my bucket list because you guys are definitely having fun and very fortunate to have your father there to guide you into the career path that you have. Fantastic. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start our talks with a success quote. And it's something that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. I know your father had that uh, that great saying, life is good, and that could be your success quote, but it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here. So Lance, take the wheel. You just nailed it. Life is good. Life is good. <laughs> it's very simple Yet at the same time, if you step back and think about it, it's so important that you live by that. Uh, there's so many times in life that we all sit back and say, man, this was a terrible day. But then it's funny. I have this happen to me. You know, I've had it happen too often. Those days that you just are sitting there, oh, poor me. And then you look over to your right and there's a kid in a wheelchair, mm -hmm. for instance. And it just slaps it right back into reality. Yeah. Um, we're all fortunate to be above the dirt, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what, it, it just made a, an enormous impact on me. It's such a simple quote. And again, you see life is good gear out there all over the place. My dad has been saying that saying forever. I mean, ever since I can remember. It's so simple, but at the same time has an um, enormous impact. And it's important that we enjoy each and every second that life has to offer. Oh, absolutely. It's one of those things where you get a paradigm shift when Again, you feel like you're having a bad time and you think about or see a story or someone else who's having even greater struggles and you realize how fortunate you really are. So it's a great way to go through life, a very positive outlook. I love it. Would you share a story with me that really instigated your passion for cars? I know you grew up in this car family. Your dad painting a Corvette logo on the pool the day you were born is hilarious to me. Could you tell us perhaps a pivotal moment that you recall when you really knew you were going to follow in your dad's footsteps as far as being a true car guy? Oh, uh, this is so easy to answer. I'll never forget it. It feels like it was yesterday, but I was about 15 years old. My dad pretty much pulled me away from cars, believe it or not, at one point in my life because we had pinball machines and stuff down in our basement. And of course, with the pinball machines, there was a big collection of cars, 20 or so vehicles. 
always telling me, stay away from the cars, stay away from the cars, make sure your friends stay away from the cars. Got to the <laughs> point that you just want to stay away from cars. Yeah. However, he also knew that I had that passion playing with my Matchbox cars, my RC cars, and so forth. But nevertheless, I told him I just wanted basically a Volkswagen hatchback that has dents all over it. And not to disrespect Volkswagens, because I, I have two today, because I still love the cars. But sure. that's what I told him, and I, I could tell it just it was like hitting him in the gut you know, when I told him that. Well, anyway, he thought about that over years, I'm sure. And uh, when I was about 15 or so, I was at the fairgrounds, and he threw me the keys to a Corvette race car. He said, go ahead, take it around the fairgrounds. At this point, it, obviously, I've driven before because we have a fairgrounds that I'm able to drive around on and have fun. Yeah. I get in this car. I'll never forget when I fired it up, hearing that V8 sound. I absolutely was hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> Just hook, like no tomorrow. And we all have that pivotal moment in our life. And uh, yeah. that was definitely a big one for me. I drove that car around with the biggest smile ever. And it all changed at that point. I just knew that I had that sheer passion instilled in me. Very cool. What a wonderful experience. What I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and, and really crawl under the hood and get our hands a little dirty, perhaps, and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced. But more importantly, what's great about this question is share with our listeners how you overcame that situation and what you really learned from it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's one of those things. I think one of the biggest challenges is when I was in a race car. You know, I was doing really well. I learned, uh, obviously, like most people, you go to a, a school, you go out there, have fun. I was with my dad, had a great time. And at that point, you go to a regional series. Did really well. Was just, you know, really, you feel like you're on top of the world. You're winning everything. Then I went national and I started winning everything there. And I'm like, boy, this is great. Then I tried pro series. And boy, was I ever humbled. Um, at that point, all of a sudden, you're dealing with everybody. And uh, I mean, I just got spanked, I mean, to put it forthright. And uh, unfortunately, at that point in time, I had about three or four accidents, which essentially are like week after week in different states. And I mean, I just I felt like I couldn't do anything right. But again, I was very persistent. I always want to win. And the next race, I did incredibly well, and then I just continued, and things changed for me. But I'll tell you what, I was in the dumps. I mean, I, I really was. I was at the point in my life where I said, you know what, it's just not worth it. I'm out here, I'm trying to have fun, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm now doing a sport that I'm getting irritated every time I jump in the car. Yeah. I kind of stepped back and said, you know what, I'm very fortunate to be sitting in this car and uh, having fun. So to me, that was just one of those things. Persistence is the key to success, and... Uh, I definitely stayed at it. I had a lot of fun, but I realized too, you know what? I wasn't meant to be a pro driver. And uh, there's times in your life that you just need to figure that stuff out. And unfortunately for me, I wanted to go that direction. Yeah. But fortunately for me, it wasn't the direction I was supposed to go. Yeah. Sometimes when you're digging a hole, it's good to know to stop digging and get out and go dig a hole somewhere else. <laughs> exactly. Maybe that wasn't the right place for you to be, but Wonderful experiences for sure. I'm jealous of that. Um, I used to vintage race and I love being in a car and going fast. It's so much fun. Fantastic. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. And I'd love for you to share a story when you had a real aha moment in your career, a, a time when you realized that, you know what, I think this is going to work. I'm really going to make it at this. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. 
Sure, this is a, a small aha moment, but nevertheless, it's an aha moment, and it's kind of a funny one as well. My wife doesn't think so, because I woke <laughs> up at 2 a.m. one morning, mm-hmm. and I went, aha. I was like, oh my gosh, Michelle, my, my wife's name. I said, Michelle, I came up with this beautiful dream. I said, I got to make this dream come into reality. And she's like, just go back to bed. I yeah. said, I can't. I said, There's no way. This is so cool. And that's the neat thing, again, going back to Carl Vance. You know, literally, you can dream it and you can make it happen. I decided that I could build this monster American flag built out of Corvettes. I thought, what a cool thing. Think about it. Just building the cars, red, white, and blue, and then somehow figure out the stars and make a big splash out of it. Yeah. You know what? I can make this happen. So I went into work the next morning so excited, and I talked to my assistant, and uh I'll never forget telling her about this aha moment. She just looked at me like, are you serious? I said, well, you're going to be the one in charge. You're the one that's going to have to put this all together. You get to do my aha moment. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But nevertheless, we put it out there. We got 158 red, white, and blue Corvettes, got them together super tight. I'm very much a perfectionist, Mm -hmm. and my assistant knew that at the time and uh, took it to heart. I mean, she made this thing magnificent. And it was so cool to see it come to reality. Wow. You know, we took a helicopter up, got a beautiful picture of it, and uh, it was just a proud moment. In fact, during Corvette to Carlisle, every single year they ask over and over, let's do it again, let's do it again. So this year I am going to do it again. Oh, nice. It's one of those aha moments. You know, you dream it, you can still make it happen, and uh, it's enjoyable to see it all come together. Oh, fantastic. I remember attending a Concorso Italiano Ferrari event out on the West Coast during the Monterey weekend and Pebble Beach weekend, and they did something similar with Ferraris, and they spelled out in the Ferrari logo the word Ferrari using Ferraris and went up in the air and took a picture of it, and that was pretty cool, too. They were all red. They actually did a pretty darn close resemblance to the Ferrari logo, which was pretty neat. Yeah. Fun aha moment. Yeah. How about proudest moments in your career? Is there one that stands out? You've probably had many, but is there one that stands out really strong in your mind of a real proud moment in your business career? Oh, absolutely. And like you said, you nailed it. There's a lot out there. And one in particular, which is one that we're currently working on, uh, we started up our own auctions internally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Auction houses, you have to give them a lot of credit. I mean, it's amazing the work that goes into having an auction. Yeah. Uh, you know, our team, we're, we're typically doing car events. Now, granted, they're live, but we never dabbled in the auction business. However, we did jump in, and uh, we're learning as we go. But I'm really proud of it because of the team that we've built at this point. And to see the progression, it's just been phenomenal. We're at the point now where we get 300, 350 cars at each auction, But at the same time, we're at a point where we know we can grow it. And uh, we're really focused. The team's phenomenal. And I really see us prospering quite a bit from that particular area. So I'm really excited and I'm really proud of it. Very cool. That's awesome. I love it. Let's have a little fun here. What was, and you've had a lot of cars, but can you tell me what was your first really special car and perhaps share a memory you had with that vehicle? I'd be happy to share that. I don't know if it's the best memory, but nevertheless, it's a 89 <laughs> Saline SSC. I had this car, and it was perfect, but nevertheless, you know, I was in college, and I always had to have the fastest of the fast. So I decided every penny that I had, put it into the Saline SSC. And I had this car. It was 647 rear-wheel horsepower, and every time I took it to the drag strip, mm-hmm. it would 
literally blow up. Something would happen. It had a supercharger. It's just one of those cars that was so cool, but it always bit me in the butt. Every single time I took it out, something <laughs> would happen. And uh, it's just one of those cars that I'll never forget. And it was definitely a car that I'll, it's just special to me, even though it drove me nuts because of the fact I understood at that point, don't sink that much money in a car ever. Always try and find a car that is perfect for you at the time that you're purchasing it. Right. Rather than build it up and go crazy, even though I'm a victim of my own crime here, I, I still do the same thing. I build up cars and have fun with you know exactly what I want. <laughs> that sounds like a wild and crazy car. How about seller's remorse? You've had a lot of cars. Is there one in particular that you just really wish you had back? There is. I sold a 1990 World Challenge Corvette. Uh, one of 23 R9G coded cars. It was driven by Tommy, or I should say, a team owner, Tommy Morrison at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andy Pilgrim actually drove the car. Oh, wow. Just a cool car. And it's one of those cars, every time that I got in it, I fit like a, it just fit like a glove. And mm-hmm. every time you take it out in the track, you just, you know, you just feel like you're on top of the world. Well, this car was it. I sold it to a, a really good friend of mine, but I was more pushed on, I was buying a short sale of a house at the time and I just didn't have the funds and I had another car sold but that guy backed out so I looked over and saw the R9G and I knew that my one friend wanted it so I thought ah oh, you know what yeah. I'll call him and sure enough right away he bought it so of course <laughs> well does he does he still have it he does still have it okay. and he ran it in Monterey and it killed me I had to watch this <laughs> <laughs> well at least your friend has it that's a nice thing exactly someday I'll probably end up getting it back from him yeah yeah well fantastic How about current projects? Is there something you're working on right now that really has you excited and fired up? Uh, Yeah, there's always projects. For instance, like car projects, I've got a 59 vintage Corvette that I like to go out and play with quite a bit at various historic events. Mm -hmm. Uh, That car, um, I just put a new motor in it. The brakes are being done right now. So that's a cool car. I also recently just bought a Ford GT race car that I'm really proud of. This car, I was at Le Mans in 2010 and watched this car race. Wow, And uh, I just knew when I saw this car, I had to own it, which is kind of creepy. And I have a problem. I know that. Happy to admit <laughs> it. But, uh, just one of those cars that I saw, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is the coolest car I've ever seen. One day I need to own it. Well, I pulled that off. This past year, we ended up, a partner of mine, Greg Bomi, uh, had purchased four of the Maytech GT1 race cars. And, I mean, these cars are just unbelievable didn't really want all four, but at the same time, it presented an opportunity. They only made six. Two were destroyed, and Greg and I got the remaining four. We just figured, why not just go all in? And uh, I got the particular car that I really wanted, and he got the one that he really wanted, and then we're strategically going to figure out what to do with the other two. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, cool cars. And, I mean, I've always got I have another project. I have a, a 96 GT2 uh, Callaway LM that raced at Le Mans a few times. Oh, wow. And uh, driven by Rocky Augusta and Almo Capelli. Just a cool car. And, again, when I said earlier that I'm a victim to my own crime here, this car I've just put a ton of money into. But it's such a cool car. I just love it, and I can't wait to drive it. It's been about two years in the works. I had to create molds for the car because I wanted to take it out racing. Uh-huh. In the event that I crash it, I didn't have any uh, spare body work. So uh. Uh, it's just been a, a long deal, but it's one of those projects that I can't wait to go out and play yeah. with each of these cars, to tell you the truth. Oh, gosh, I can only imagine. Yeah, sounds fantastic. Now, here's a funny question for you, Lance. If you were a car... What kind of car would you be, and more importantly, why? 
I've given this a lot of thought. That's a tough one. It really is. But I'd have to say Corvette. I mean, I'm going to stick to my roots here. Uh-huh. And mainly due to the fact I look at it like, you know, I've always been surrounded by it my whole life. But at the same time, it, truly, it's a car that dreams are made of. And, uh, you know, if you're lucky enough to own one, you get it. Maybe you own a, f- a few cars. Heck, even better. But nevertheless, I just feel like in business, you know, you have dreams all the time. You kind of have to go after them, make it happen. This car, it's there. It's incredible. And it resembles life in a sense. And, uh, you know, I, I just picked that particular car. It's definitely one of those things that it, it's, it's just it nails it all around it's it's a cool car and i feel you know what if if i it's a funny question but that's it corvette yeah <laughs> that's why i asked that question i love it because it gets people to think about about their personality and who they are and i love the way you described that corvettes they make dreams come true for so many people because they are a car that people love and want to have and the fact that you like to think of yourself as someone who making who makes dreams comes true is really cool. Great answer to that one. I'm glad you gave that some thought. All right, Lance, we're up to what I call the last lap here, and this is where I fire off a series of questions, and you give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you're buckled up and ready? Absolutely. All right. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Slow in, fast out. Ah, yes. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Words of wisdom from a race car driver. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? This is really easy. It's passion, without a doubt. Just Mm. follow your passion and be persistent. Make it happen. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Do you have a resource that you could share with our listeners that you're really fond of? Maybe it's a website or a blog that you get, something that you tend to go to often. I'm going to be really general on this because of the fact I look at social media and what we have today at our fingertips just blows me away. Yeah. How, uh, you know, if you want a particular car, just throw it out on Facebook, Twitter, wherever it might be. And it's out there and you'll get so many responses. I just, I love the fact that we can interact and keep up with old friends and what have you. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's my general. Yeah, it's it's pretty phenomenal. How about books? Is there one book in particular you can think of that you would like to share with our listeners that you were really fond of? I'm going to go with a DVD. I'm mixing it up for you. Oh, here. cool. Okay. And it's called The Quest. It's a documentary and it, Essentially, when I went to Le Mans in 2010, I mentioned that earlier, and I was watching the Maytech Ford GTs. Well, I, I was there for a reason. I took a 1960 Corvette back. It was a Cunningham Corvette. In fact, it was the first Corvette to ever win its class at Le Mans. Wow. Fortunately for me, Mr. John Fitch was still alive then, and I was able to bring him with me. And again, he drove the car back in 1960 to reunite the car. And all this was my dad's vision. However, he passed away. I took it to heart and wanted to do it myself. Uh Along with that, a gentleman by the name of Michael Brown, who was the producer and writer for it, decided, you know what? I want to do a documentary of this whole trip. So he followed along and literally filmed the whole thing and made this beautiful film. Wow. It's called Quest Documentary. You can find out more at questdocumentary.com. Okay. Wonderful. Great. Thanks for sharing that. That's very cool. Glad you mixed that up for us. How about interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars? I love surfing. And when I say that, not the internet. I love going out in the ocean and having <laughs> a good time. It's a, it's a freedom that I'll never forget. And I, I still enjoy today going out in the ocean and just sitting there. And you become very, it's very, very peaceful. Yep. I also love traveling, you know, to different surf. And at the same time, just found out that I like racquetball. I've been playing that often too. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool. Very fun. Well, 
We talked in our pre-show chat that uh, I grew up in Southern California, a surfer, so I understand that feeling. I'll remind our listeners that you can find links to all these great resources that Lance has shared with us today at carsyad.com slash Lance Miller. All right, Lance, you're a racer and we're up to the checkered flag. You know what that means, pedal to the metal. This last question can be a real doozy for some people, especially guys like you that have lots of cars and have had a lot of cars in your life. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, and this is something you can't sell to buy a bunch of other cars with to fill up those slots again, but money's no object. I'm going to buy you whatever you'd like today. What would that one car be and why? This is such a hard question, boy, but I do have a car and it'll floor the Corvette people because it's a Ford GT40. I just love those cars. I love the story. I love what it's all about, you know, and the particular car would be the 69 uh, Le Mans winner Ah. just because of the fact, I mean, the Mark 1, just the body of the car, it's the sexiest car I've ever seen. Top speeds of 217 mile per hour, average speed of 129. I mean, think about that, 1969. It just, it's the coolest car. I love the golf livery, you know, the the light blue with the orange. It's just sexy. Oh, a gorgeous car. Yeah, all your Corvette friends right now are screaming and yelling when they're listening to this, but I think they can understand a little bit. They are just fantastic. Lance, you've taken us on a really great ride today, and I've really enjoyed the time that we've had together. I knew this was going to be fun. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Is there one parting piece of guidance you can give all of our listeners before you drive off into the sunset in that GT40. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, so you're getting me that GT40. I told that- you, yeah, Christmas is okay, coming, good. so yeah. Good, good. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Uh, just check out our websites. And uh, again, as you can tell, just the way I speak, I'm all about passion, having a good time, and that's what Carlisle Events is all about. So I encourage you, if you haven't come out there, Please stop by. If you're not going to Carlisle, look for me at other car shows. I'm a guy that loves to say hello and uh, get to know other like-minded individuals. Sure. In your website, what is your website for Carlisle Events? Sure, carlisleevents.com, or we could do carlisleauctions.com if you're on the auction side. Okay, great. Well, again, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find links to Lance's websites and everything we've talked about today at carsyad.com slash Lance Miller. Lance, thank you again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and and sharing your life and your experiences with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. It's been so much fun. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. It was an honor. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!